The following podcast is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Do you remember when Andy Goodman called in and he said... Uh, this idea that you want to get back to some kind of purity of gaming, its it's been there kind of from the beginning. And I don't think that in itself is the issue. That's a great thing to want. But I think the fact that you put so much weight on it that you need to call it out as this grand new thing, I think that might be getting in your way of ever achieving it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm talking out of my rear end, but I think you put too much importance on this thing that you're trying to do. I think if you just let go and didn't try to define it, didn't try to declare it, it might be a bit easier. I don't know. Just my thoughts. Um, I hope you can take something positive from this because what you're trying to do is great. Really great. See you, man. Hello Rescuers, my name's Che Webster and this is Roleplay Rescue, the podcast about rediscovering our lost roleplaying hobby. This is a bonus episode and it's really in response to the bonus episode I stuck out on the 29th of December 2020 entitled Am I Stuck in a Loop? In that episode we heard the call in from Andy Goodman of Expedition to the Grizzly Peak podcast that you heard at the top of the show or at least we heard the full version of that because that's just a section of it. I responded to Andy, Andy responded to me, I had some thoughts I put on my Daniel's diary, and there was basically a kind of set of conclusions that I came to. Anyway, I stuck out the question asking, am I stuck in a loop? Is this actually a problem? Am I in some kind of destructive downward spiral? And this episode, what I wanted to do is gather together a handful of call-ins I had in response to that, thoughts from the community that really kind of just shed some different light on it. Now, To say that this is the only communication I've had on the subject would be false. I've had lots of social media contact, especially through the RPR Discord and by email from various people, but I'm not going to share any of that because, well, it's text and you don't want to hear me read text. What I do want to share is some very precious personal call-ins from members of the community on this very topic. Now, before we go any further, let's make it very clear. I was very grateful to Andy for his call-in. I am incredibly grateful to him. And, as you'll hear at the end of this episode, I've actually unlocked another piece of the great puzzle of life and put it into my jigsaw. Because, you know what? Andy got me thinking, got me paying attention through therapy. And in my therapy, I've just been introduced to something called the cycle of change. And I'm going to talk about that after these calls. Hi Che, it's Barney from Loco Ludus. I'm calling about your 13 GMing rules and also your episode uh, with your exchange with Andy Goodman. Because really I could sum up what I want to say with one word and I think you know what that word is going to be and I was thinking that when I was hearing you and Andy talking about your relative views uh, it's manifesto it's manifestos I was sitting there thinking manifesto manifesto what what are the what are the aims what what are, what are, what is what are Che's aims what what's his what orients him what's his compass 
And then you talked about the episode coming up with the 13 GMing rules. And I thought, yes, great, wonderful manifestos. So I'm not going to go on too long because I know you want to keep these messages about the 13 GMing rules short and sweet. I hope what I'm going to say will fit into that. But I did want to say a little thing about some of Andy's comments. And I think if he were being... Uh, if he was speaking uh, perhaps a little more sensitively or, uh, or, or yeah, um, a little more gently, um, but perhaps more productively. Ooh, sorry, Andy. Um, I think what he was saying was that maybe sometimes you, like many of us, block your own progression maybe block the progression that you want for yourself and I know that I know about that as much as Andy knows about that and I guess for me the interesting question is not why we do that why we block our own progress the more interesting thing I think is knowing when and where and how we do that because if we know when and where and how we block our own progress we can change that if we want we can we can become more savvy with that so barney there from loco ludus thanks for calling in man and i know there's a lot more that you called in but i kind of want to save some of that Barney's comments there are really, really helpful to me. And, and and Barney, I just wanted to say thank you for reminding me about the manifesto idea. And, and as the listeners will hear later on when I share the full uh, double call bit about um, the 13 rules and, and how you, what you feel about it, um, you go on to suggest that maybe I should, you know, move um, away from, you know, the past and what has been towards what I want it to be and be a bit more open about what my manifesto is and so i'm going to continue to give that some thought and i think that might be a future episode um but we'll we'll see how that pans out but anyway i wanted to say just thank you for calling in sharing those thoughts um i'm sure uh if andy's listening he'll also be interested to hear what people have to say so uh, i just wanted to share the first bit which is about andy's call because i've got uh, a couple of other people who wanted to weigh in on it as well so there you go barney's thoughts don't know what you make of that but i thought it was great Thank you. And next up, oh, it's Spencer. Hi, Chai. Spencer here. Um, firstly, I wanted to thank you for your episode in which you spoke about scanning, I think it was, putting your name to that. It's something that I'm very familiar with, the idea of kind of dipping into lots of different material, kind of feeling that you get what you want from something quite early on and then moving on to something else and the result being that you have quite a broad knowledge um, rather than focusing in on particular material and sort of normalizing that a bit for me in the fact that it's it has a name and what's behind the the huge amount of pdfs 
that I seem to have acquired is not necessarily about being shallow or flighty or having a short span of attention. <laughs> Maybe it is all those things as well. But um, yeah, just I, I appreciated you talking about that because it's something that's very familiar to me. Um, I, I wanted to talk about Andy Goodman's call-ins uh, regarding the, the feeling that he got that you are caught in a loop with the podcast. Every so often, you reiterate what the podcast is about, what your focus is. And um, I recognise what he's saying there. But at the same time, it doesn't necessarily feel to me that you are stuck in a loop. It's more a sense that you are orbiting something. And within with each orbit, you are picking up new information and then coming back to that point of clarification, maybe uh, recalibrating what it is that you're focusing on. Um, obviously, I mean, if what you're orbiting is a sense of purity or a sense of perfection, you're never going to reach that. It's unobtainable. You know, I feel you're working towards something and you're circling it, closing in on it to a certain degree. And as I say, with each revolution, you've got more information or a clearer sense of what it is that you're after. Um, yeah, so I, I just wanted to share that, that, that there is a sense of progress in what you're doing, even though there's a cyclical nature to it. I suppose what I found most interesting about Andy's messages was your reaction to them. You know, listening to yourself in that initial response, approaching it in perhaps a more sort of considered way, and that regardless of how true what Andy was saying, in kind of reassessing that, looking at how you felt about it, you found something to be learned from mulling that over. That was really interesting. And thank you very much for sharing it. I always say that if uh, one person's getting some kind of benefit out of my episodes, then they're definitely worth doing. Spencer, thank you for your call. I really appreciated that. And I know we started off on a private Discord chat and I asked Spencer to call in with his thoughts because they were just so rich and positive. This idea of orbit really helped me. And as you'll hear in a moment, when I get to talk about a cycle of change, you really pointing me in a direction that is very very helpful but you weren't alone in that and what I wanted to share was Barry's call as well uh, but Gary's about to call in um, on the PDSA cycle as it's called in the NHS by all accounts and I'll let him explain it in a second but these are two related calls and I don't know it really really matters to me that I get feedback now Spencer you commented right there uh, on your you know, your view of my response to Andy. And I just want to reiterate, I find it so helpful, even when people are, you know, really questioning things at the core of what I think is right um, or what I believe, that actually we take time to think about it. That's the essence, I think, of growth, that we can take on board a different idea, not necessarily accept it, but at least consider it and, you know, kind of take things forward from there. 
So anyway, I'm going to stop waffling and I'll play Barry's call. What's he got to say? Hi, Jay. So I'm recording this message basically in response to the column from Andy Goodman who talks about the being stuck in a loop thing. And it comes off the back of my comments I made on Discord about me not seeing it so much as a loop that you're stuck in more. I think at the same the time, the PDSA cycle. So what I meant by that is it's something we come across in the NHS and they change the name of these things all the time. But the PDSA cycle is basically a cycle of review that leads to quality improvement. So it's about improving the quality of a service due to any sort of change you introduce. And the way the cycle works is it's plan, do, study, act. It's sometimes plan, do, um, change, act or things like that. So it depends. I know they changed it recently because PDSA, as you pointed out in your comments, is also the name of a dog charity here in the UK. But the idea is that basically you want to make a change in a service or, you know, in the way that you do something. So first of all, you plan what that change is probably going to look like. So you start with a hypothesis about what you want to change and why you want to change it. And you set yourself some objectives. You then do that action so then you actually do something about it you make some sort of change then once you've made that change and run it for a while you then study how that change has worked so you look a bit about how the systems have changed etc then the act bit is about actioning basically what you've sort of learned from that a little bit to sort of changes the system now the point in the pdsa cycle is the cycle doesn't stop so once you've done that once you then go back through and you go through the process again so there is a loop kind of thing where you stop you have a look at what the thing you've changed has now become and then again you make another plan for another change you then you know do that change you then study that change and then you action something on it and you go around and you do that again and again and again and the idea is that each time you do it you make an improvement to the service so you get something to where you get in the highest quality and i guess to me you know, whilst it can be seen as a bit of a negative if you stop things and you come away from it and you have a think and you go back and you start things again, I didn't see it that way. It seems to me more like you've got a vision in your head of where you want to get to. And each time you make some sort of change, you think about, okay, well, that last time I didn't, did it. I didn't get that change. I didn't get the thing I was aiming for. So I'll take a break. I'll stop. I'll have a look about what I did. I'll have a think about what I could do differently. And then you'll make that plan and then you'll start that process again. So you'll do something different, run some sessions doing that sort of step. And then again, take a stop, evaluate how you did. And then sort of do it that way. And to me, that's kind of more, I think, what's going on. I mean, only, you know, I can't really tell you if that's really what's happening or if it's just, you know, or if it's something different. But to me, that's the point where you can have that cyclical process and the cyclical process isn't a bad thing as long as there's some sort of forward momentum from it. If there's like, if you're learning all the time from it, if you're learning something about yourself, about how you want to game in this particular instance, for example, then that's the way. So to give a guess, a gaming example, it'd be a bit like me saying, well, you know, previously in the past, I've only run published adventures, etc. I've not like done my own home brews or, you know, and so I've kind of felt a bit crippled by that because, you know, I always feel a bit constrained by what's in it. So this time I'm going to run my homebrew. So what you do is then you plan how your homebrew is going to be. You make some sort of things about it. You then do your homebrew campaign and then you might only run it for like a few weeks, three, four weeks. You might run it for six months, who knows, two years, who knows. And by the end of that process, you then stop and look back at how the homebrew went and think, well, actually, did that really work for me? You might say, well, actually, I found it really hard work. It was really tiring trying to develop all the stuff myself, invent this world you know or you might have the opposite opinion you might look at it and say well actually it was a lot better I felt more freer I felt able to like make up my own stuff I didn't feel that I had to keep checking up what the adventure module said I could just make it up in my head because I had a sense myself you know how it went and then from that you might make a change or you might find that there's a little bit of both and therefore you might choose next time to do a combination of the two maybe a homebrew world we're using pre-published adventures that you're tweaking to fit into it and so that to me is a thing where you know you could do that as a cycle and then at the end of that you'd evaluate it you'd stop maybe start a whole new campaign world maybe continue with the one you had is again it's up to you what you want to do make those changes then start again maybe with new players with new characters again it's up to you really how you, how that would happen but to me it feels more like that sort of a cycle and um, 
And I guess it's because that's kind of the process I go through at the moment that, you know, when I started trying to game again, I actually went back to D&D 3.5 when I first started doing it. And that's because in my head, I thought, well, that's a system I know really well. I played it a lot. So I started doing it. But then as I played it and we played an adventure, we did the we did Temple of Elemental Evil, I converted it to 3.5 and started doing it. But after a good three or four weeks and they realized why I wasn't so keen on running 3.5 anymore. Some of the things about the stat blocks for the monsters and things about the, some of the players that tend to gravitate towards the system and stuff kind of put me off a bit. And so from that, I kind of scrapped it and I moved towards some more rules light games. Now, when I then run the rules lights games, um, I found I wasn't really taken by those. I found that that didn't really do it for me as a GM, for example. And this has eventually led me back to GURPS, which is a system I'd never really run in the past because it kind of, haven't had bad experiences with character creation in the past kind of shelved it but again this is a cyclical process for me it's like you know i try things experiment with them if they don't work and then stop and reflect back on why they didn't work and then from that try and think well where can i go next and what can i try and i guess to me that feels like maybe that's what you're doing i mean again i can't tell you if that's what you're doing but that was my thought and i guess it's kind of not to take it as a negative about you know if you do go through a, a process where you're going rounded a circle because as long as the circle is spiraling towards something good I say spiraling but you know it could be spiraling up you sort of moving up the sort of helter skelter backwards up to something better then it's then it's good I mean sometimes you are going to slip things might slip backwards because you might try something that doesn't go very well and you find you slip back but then you get some sense then of at least what you don't want to do in the future so it's a case of you've got to try these things you've got to experiment you've got to accept that sometimes that experiment will show it doesn't work as well as you think you do it will rather because you know unfortunately that's the that's the nature of making changes sometimes a change doesn't do what you expect it to do and it goes against our expectations sometimes because even us as individuals think something's up our street then we do it it doesn't work so i'm going to stop rambling now because i've got to go off topic a bit but the idea is that i feel you're kind of doing this development cycle you kind of do this improvement cycle where you're going around and each time you're making a change to try and find what it is you actually want so you're exploring this for yourself as well as for the players about what as a gm you find works for you so i don't know hopefully that was helpful but you know i did promise i'd try and share this with you so you know use it don't use it let me know but anyway uh keep up the good work and you know keep on gaming just keep on trying those new things so barry gm shadow from shadow of the gm podcast thank you so so much for calling in that is a long but very positive message and i really really did enjoy hearing about the pdsa approach that you do in the nhs and it led me to ponder and think and there's a key word in there that you used and it was the idea of spiraling upward and when i was talking to my therapist the other day she was talking to me about the cycle of change and I just wanted to share that with you guys because I think this, for me, this is the bit of the jigsaw that has sort of fallen into place. The Cycle of Change by Prochaska and Di Clemente. Imagine a circle of six points um, on a page. I'm going to go through each of the six stages of the cycle of change and just outline the notes that I have from this particular model and, well, make out of it what you will. Pre-contemplation, a logical starting point for the model, where there is no intention of changing behaviour. The person may be unaware that a problem exists. Contemplation. The person becomes aware that there is a problem, but has made no commitment to change. Preparation The person is intent on taking action to correct the problem, 
usually requires buy-in from the person, the person is convinced that the change will be good, and increased self-efficacy. In other words, the person needs to believe that they can make a change. Action. The person is in active modification of behavior. Maintenance. Sustained change occurs and new behaviors replace old ones. Per the model, this stage is also transitional. Relapse. The person falls back into old patterns of behavior. And at the center of all of these six points is the upward spiral. Each time a person goes through the cycle, they learn from each relapse and hopefully grow stronger so that relapse is shorter or less devastating. So those are the call-ins I had on Andy's call and those are my notes on the cycle of change and I wanted to sort of draw it together. Because Andy's quite right, I do go in a loop. Uh, there is a kind of looping around and as Spencer suggested, it's kind of like an orbit around a central vision that I have for how I want my hobby to be. But on the other hand, as Spencer and Barry have both commented, this isn't necessarily a negative, it isn't necessarily a downward spiral, and it isn't necessarily a self-sabotaging set of behaviours. In fact, more I reflect on it, the more I realise that there has been a kind of cycle of change going on. And now that I have the model of the cycle of change, I can actually do this in a more deliberate way. Because the first thing I'm not going to say is that I was in any way deliberately circling around this idea and that it was in any way kind of organized. I was very much in the place of being aware that there's a problem, wanting to address it, coming up with plans, actioning them, trying to kind of maintain a change and then relapsing. Definitely that cycle has been there, but it's not been very conscious. Well, at least not until now. But here's the thing I wanted to emphasize and the thing that I've had emphasized to me in therapy, and that is the simple fact that relapse, falling back into old patterns of behavior, old ways of thinking, this is part of the cycle of change. It's a natural part of things and it's not necessarily a negative. So what am I trying to say? Well, for myself, I'm trying to say is, yeah, perhaps I do go around the loop and that's necessary. It's necessary for me if I'm going to change, if I'm going to improve, to keep coming back. And there are going to be times when I relapse. Hopefully, as the model suggests, the idea is that each time I go around, it's an upward spiral because I go around a cycle, but each relapse is giving me strength. I'm gaining strength. And secondly, each relapse is hopefully shorter, or certainly if not shorter, less devastating in its impact upon me. I think what I'd like to suggest out there to you guys listening is if if you are in, like me, a kind of cycle of change, that to recognize this truth that, first of all, you have to sort of get your head in the right place to make a change, make the preparations you need to make the change and act on that change, and that's an effort required there to maintain it, but also that you're going to relapse. It's part of it. It's absolutely part of it, and it's something you should accept. You absolutely are going to fall back into old patterns of behavior. And that's okay. So to wrap all this up, I just wanted to say a massive thank you to everybody's called in, not least to Andy Goodman himself for making the you know issue 
in the first place, bringing it to my attention, but also to Barney, to Spencer, and to Barry for taking the time to call in. And of course, I wanted to thank my therapist as well, Kirsty Tinian, for giving me the cycle of change as something to add to the jigsaw puzzle of life that I'm putting together right now. And that is about all I've got to say on that. And that's another episode wrapped. I hope you enjoyed it. If you ever want to get in touch, ask questions or share your point of view, you can leave me a voice message. Just download the Anchor mobile app, search for Roleplay Rescue and tap on the messages button to leave yours. Or alternatively, you can record your thoughts on your phone and email the sound file to me directly via hello at rpgrescue.com. Thanks to the Roleplay Rescue patrons who support the show through patreon.com slash rpgrescue. Thank you, all of you, for all of your generosity and encouragement. It means the world to me. Thanks also to you, the listener, for taking some time out of your day to listen to Roleplay Rescue. I hope it was worth something to someone out there somewhere. My name is Che Webster. This is Roleplay Rescue. I'll see you again next time. Game on. Game on.